Well, uh, we're going into the Christmas season, and, you know, this Christmas story, I love hearing Christmas music wherever I go, and I love the Christmas story. It's the greatest story ever told. I mean, think about this. The creator of the universe, the king of kings, the lord of lords, he, he comes down the, to earth in the form of a, a human infant in order to grow up, in order to die, in order to rise again, in order that he might save the world. It's an awesome story, and we're going to be talking about that over the next few weeks in this new sermon series we're going to be doing called Forward in Faith, which is based on the Christmas story. And, and this story is full of people of faith, full of people who took incredible risks and demonstrated great faith in God. And today we're going to look at how Mary and Joseph move forward in faith. And you can turn to Luke 1. We'll have this passage up on the screen. Luke 1, 26 through 38 says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who has said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be done to me according to your word. Mary teaches us a lot of things. She teaches us a lot about faith. She teaches us that anyone can be used by God. Here she was, a young woman, probably a teenager from, a, from a, this obscure village in the middle of nowhere, but, but God chose her. And we don't know exactly why God chose her, but, but we do know that she was a woman of faith. And we're going to talk about her faith today and how to move forward in faith. And the first thing we learn from Mary is this, to move forward in faith, we must believe the word of God. Now, the angel's message to Mary was that she was going to become pregnant by supernatural means. Now, I want, make sure you get this situation here. Mary was a virgin. She was engaged to this man named Joseph, and, 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 and they had long engagements, a betrothal period that was almost like you were married, because as we'll see in this story, Joseph actually had to, was going to have to divorce her. So it was a serious commitment already at this level, and they were making preparations for their wedding and their, their life together. And then all of a sudden, here's this angel's announcement that, that threw their wedding plans into chaos, kind of threw their life into chaos. Listen to me. A word from God does not always fit comfortably within our plans. A word from God does not always fit comfortably with, with, with the life that you've planned out. In fact, the, a word from God will sometimes throw your plans into disarray. And so now Mary had to tell Joseph and her parents that she was pregnant. And not only that, I'm still a virgin. Oh, yeah, by the way, God's the father of this baby. Yeah, right. I mean, think about it. 
This is reality. And we know that's true because Joseph was going to divorce her. And so as this unwed mother, she had this possibility of being rejected by Joseph, rejected by her family, rejected by the community. But Mary trusted in the word of the Lord. She believed the word of the Lord that she would never be alone, that, that God would be with her. Even if everybody else turned on her, she believed God would be with her. And God was with her because God sent an angel to Joseph to convince him that, that Mary's child was the Messiah. God was truly with Mary. And, and, and in the same way, all of us who follow Jesus, we're never alone. I love what we sang today. Not for a minute was I forsaken. Ever. God never leaves you or, or, or forsakes you. He promised that. And, and he will never leave you. Uh, and he'll never send you to do something for him and then, and then leave you. He'll never send you to do something for him and not provide what you need to do. You can trust him. And now listen, when you need faith, what you really need is a word from God. Where do I get that? I get it from Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what brought faith in Mary. She, she got a word from God. And I, and I want to tell you, in your situation, even in the situations where you're having a hard time trusting and believing and move, moving forward, you need to hear from God. Have your ears tuned to God. Say, Lord speaks for you, for your servant hears. God, I, I need to hear from you. And that's what gave Mary faith. She heard from God. He told her this, you're going to have a baby, but I'm going to be with you. And, and, but, and nothing is impossible with me. And that's all she needed. That's all Mary needed, the word from God, the promise of God the, that, listen, I know God says you're about to go through a difficult time, but I'm the God of the impossible. I'm going to be with you every step of the way. That's the same promise you have from God. When you go through hard times, I'm the God of the impossible. I will be with you every step of the way. It doesn't say he's going to get you out of every situation. They had to go through a tough situation. But God said, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Thank God for that promise. Thank God we can hang on to that promise. The angel told Mary, her son would be the son of the most high God and he would be the Messiah, the one who would occupy forever the king of Israel, and all that was good news. But first, Mary had a question. She, she needed an, an explanation. Luke 134 through 35, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the, the Son of God. The second thing we see from this story is to move forward in faith, we must overcome doubts and fears. We know Mary and Joseph had some fear because pretty much the first thing he said to both of them when he talked to both of them was, fear not, don't be afraid. Mary and Joseph had a lot to be afraid about. Their lives were falling apart. Their plans were falling apart. And, and for years, they, they, had, they faced years here that were very, very, very tough. And, and the key for Mary and Joseph was not to be absent of fear, but to be full of faith. And they had to face their doubts. When the angel told Mary she would have a child, she said, how will this be since I am a virgin? Now, some translations say, how can this be? As if Mary was doubting. I mean, we kind of put our own inflection in there like, how can that be? But the UBS 
New Testament handbook says the literal translation of this verse is, how will this be? Mary did not say in unbelief, how can that happen? She believed it would happen. She just didn't know how it would happen. So she was saying, how will this be? She's saying, how can a virgin give birth to a child? So Gabriel explained, you're going to be pregnant through the, the miracle-working power of the Holy Spirit. He's going to plant this holy seed of God in you. But the, the, and by the way, this angel did not rebuke Mary for asking this question. Now think about this. The angel rebuked her uncle, Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. He was a priest who went into the holy place to light incense. And while he was there, an angel appeared to him and told him he would have a son. And in Luke 1, 18 through 20, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man. My wife is well along in years. And the angel answered, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I guess he needs to say, I'm like, okay, here's my qualifications if you need them. You know, if an angel appears to you, I mean, you know, here he is. Here's, I've been sent to speak to you. So, okay, here's who I am. Here's my credentials. I've been sent from God to bring you this word to tell you this good news. And now you're going to be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words. Which will come true at their proper time. And they did come true at their proper time. But notice Zechariah did not believe this angel. He asked, how can I be for sure? The New American Standard says, how will I know this for certain? The message version says, do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man. My wife's an old woman. Mary, listen, Mary had questions about how God's word would be fulfilled, but Zechariah had unbelief. That's why Mary received an explanation and Zechariah received a rebuke. I want you to know there's a difference between doubt and unbelief. Different words in the New Testament, are, are, and sometimes doubt and unbelief are virtually the same things. But, but an unbelieving person does not believe what they are told, does not believe the Word of God. A, a doubter, somebody who has doubt, can believe the Word of God, but questions about how it will happen. And Mary's questions was not one of unbelief. She believed what she was told. She was full of faith. She just had questions about how this pregnancy was going to happen. She didn't even ask for some kind of confirmation as Zechariah had. She simply didn't understand how she could possibly become pregnant. Now listen, some people think it's wrong to ever ask God questions or to ever have any doubts about how things are going to happen. Listen, all of us face doubts at some times. All of us. We all have questions. Why did God answer this prayer this time and not this prayer that time? How, why did my loved one die? Why, why am I still single? Why did I not get the promotion? I worked twice as hard as, as that person. God, help me understand this. We're, we're going to God for understanding. And, 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 and people tend to hide sometimes these questions, but God does not forbid questions. Joseph and Mary had questions. The Bible's full of people who ask questions. Since when are questions bad? Since, since, when, since when is it wrong to admit we don't know everything? Since when is it wrong to ask God to clarify something? Now listen, listen, you listening? This is very, very important. There's a big difference between asking God questions and questioning God. There's a big difference between asking God questions and question, questioning God. Asking God for clarification is one thing. But questioning his character is something else. 
Asking God for meaning about something is one thing, but, but questioning his motives is, is something else. Asking God for, for more definition about something is, is one thing, but, but questioning his decisions is one thing. It's one thing to ask some questions in faith. It's another to question God in unbelief. There's a difference between doubt and unbelief. Doubt asks sincere questions, but unbelief is willing to hear the, unwilling to hear the answers. Unbelief is sin. It's a sinful thing, deliberate denial, disobedience, rebellion. It's always condemned in the Bible. But having questions is not sin. And, and, and one meaning of doubt is being, is being in the state of being sure of something, but unsure or uncertain about how or when it will ha- happen. And so like Mary, we can receive words from God and not understand them. What do we do? We have faith. We trust God just like he told her, just like he told Zechariah, at its proper time, it will be fulfilled. Listen, faith is choosing to believe God's word in spite of our doubts. Faith is choosing to believe God in spite of our questions. I can have faith in God and still ask difficult questions. And let me clue you in. Everybody has doubt as sometimes, even in our faith. Like the father of the demon-possessed boy in Mark 9, he he had asked the disciples to to heal this boy, and they couldn't. And and Jesus came along and and said, you know, and and the guy asked him to to, to heal him. And Jesus told him, listen, all things are possible to those who believe. What did the father say? Verse 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief belief. Don't you feel that way sometimes? God, I believe. Would you help my unbelief? Now listen, there's some things we will never, ever, ever understand. The Bible addresses this in Isaiah 59, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We don't have to understand everything. In fact, we can't. We don't have to have all the answers. In fact, we won't. This is why it's called faith. And the bottom line is trust. We need to trust that God understands everything. God has all the answers. God makes everything come out all right. He is faithful. He is good. And we can trust him. That's what Joseph had to do. In Matthew 1, 18 through 25, the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But he considered these things, as he considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. When Jesus woke, when jo- Joseph excuse me, woke from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus." Now listen, think about what Joseph went through before this angel spoke to him. I'm sure he was shocked, disappointed, angry about Mary being pregnant, devastated. All the plans he had for his future now falling apart. No one would have blamed Joseph if he had quietly dissolved his relationship with Mary, finding out that she was pregnant with a baby that wasn't his. 
But Joseph was not just a man of integrity, he was a man of faith. And when the angel visited him, visited him he trusted God and he obeyed God by taking on the role of being the earthly father of Jesus. Third thing I want you to see is this. To move forward in faith, we must obey God whatever the cost. If you're going to move forward in faith, there will be a cost. And you must obey God whatever the cost. And think about these stories. When God told Mary she would bear, bear a child, she instantly obeyed. When God told Joseph, hey, take Mary as your wife, he instantly obeyed. What I want you to think is this. Think about this. God told Mary in advance that she was going to become pregnant. She had advance notice. She had advance warning. But God let Joseph struggle with this horrific news. Mary had to tell him, I'm pregnant. He knows, wait a minute, that baby ain't mine. I'm sure she told him, oh, but it's God's. But he didn't believe her because he was, he was wanting to put her away. And so he was struggling with all this pain, all, 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 this, all, all this grief and, and this pain of betrayal and, and the, this, the grief of the death of his vision and dream of being married, uh, married to Mary. And, and I wonder, why didn't God tell Joseph in advance? Why didn't he clear it up with him before he went through the pain? Why didn't the angel go to Joseph in advance and say, oh, by the way, now your girlfriend, she's going to be pregnant. But I just want you to know, she's still a virgin. She's not been married to another, she's not been with another man. And, and I want you to still marry him, marry her. Why didn't God clear it up in advance? In short, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say it. What I do know is this. Sometimes God explains things in advance. Sometimes he explains them later. Sometimes you never get an explanation. That's the hard time. We want to walk by sight, not by faith. But God does not handle every situation the same way with every person. And we cause ourselves much pain if we expect ourselves to, for God, to expect God to do for us in the same way that he did with other people. To move forward in faith, we've got to believe that God is sovereign, God is wise, God is good. God does what is best for all of us. God's plan for you, listen, God's plan for your life will, will never, ever not require faith. God's plan for you will always require faith. And listen to this. You will never get enough revelation that you no longer need faith. Say this, write it down, put it on your fridge. You'll never get enough revelation where you no longer need faith. You will always have to walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is believing something that is beyond your ability to comprehend. The whole story of Mary is a story of faith, of how to move forward with believing the Word of God and trusting God and obeying God. That's what God is looking for from each of us, a willingness to obey Him, even if we don't understand what's happening and even when it's hard. Now listen to me. Listen to me. Sometimes obedience comes before understanding. We always want to say, God, if you would help me understand this, then I'll do it. 
Maybe. Depending on your answer. But listen to what Jesus said in John 7, 17. If, uh, Jesus said this, if any man desires to do God's will, he will know, have, this is the amplified version, having the needed illumination or revelation to recognize and can tell for himself whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking of, of myself. If you do God's will, then you will have understanding. Sometimes the obeying comes before the knowing. And, and when we obey the Lord, greater understanding comes. You're waiting for light that you can walk in. Sometimes you got to start walking and God gives you more light for your path as you walk. And, and, and that's what it means to walk by faith, not by sight. It means to trust God, to obey God, even when we don't understand. And for example, you might say, you know, I'm not all sure about that expressive praise and worship, but I see it in the Word, so I'm going to sing and shout and lift my hands anyway. I'm not so sure about tithing and giving, but Jesus said it's more blessed to give than receive, so I'm going to give out of obedience. I believe that you will find the truths of the Bible will have positive results in your life if you obey them. Are you obeying the will of God for your life? Don't let fear dictate your faith or your obedience. Fear didn't stop Mary and Joseph's uh, obedience. Fear doesn't have to stop you either, but you must follow God's plan, not your own plan. Think about it. Mary and Joseph were thrown this massive curveball. What was their response? They followed what God said. They had to abandon their plan and follow God's plan, even though it was risky. And I'll tell you right now, they never, ever regretted that decision. And the same thing is true for you today. I believe God has something incredible planned for you, but you have to abandon your safe plan in order to embrace God's plan for you. And I'm telling you right now, if you will follow God's plan, you will never, ever regret it. And the story of Mary and Joseph shows us how to trust God even when his plans don't seem to make sense to us. From a human's perspective, this story does not make sense. But Mary and Joseph believed God, obeyed God, and displayed faith anyway. They struggled to understand God's plan, but they trusted him anyway. Sometimes, listen, sometime in your life, God's going to ask you to do something that makes no sense. God might tell you to go to Kenya and start feeding some kids in a slum. God might tell you to go to Liberia and start, start feeding some kids and clothing some kids there. I mean, you might think, well, how could I do that? How can I do that? These guys didn't know how to do it. They just started doing it. Sometimes I might ask you to do something that, that, that seems risky, that seems outside your wheelhouse, so to speak. It doesn't make sense. But in those moments, we've got to be like Mary and Joseph and keep moving forward in faith. How do we keep moving forward in faith? We trust the word of the Lord. We use faith in God to overcome our doubts. We obey God no matter what it costs. So listen, even when you don't understand, I'm telling you today, keep moving forward in faith. And when you want to give up, keep moving forward in faith. When life doesn't make sense to you. Keep moving forward in faith. When you're struggling with hard questions, keep moving forward in faith. And listen, if God has something, has told you to do something, do it! Yeah. Listen to me. Listen. You listening? <laughs> the cost of disobedience is always greater than the cost of obedience. There's a cost to obey. There's a cost to obedience, but the cost 
of disobedience is way higher. And if God has told you to do something, you don't have to understand it all up front. In fact, you won't. If God has told you to do something, don't try to fit it into the plan you've already got worked out for your life. Instead, change your plans for God's plan. If God told you to do something, you can do something in his strength, in his power, in his wisdom, for his glory. So do it and do it now. Lord, somebody, I just feel somebody's been waiting on something quite a while here, waiting for the stars to align, for everything to be perfect, for you to step out. But, but the, the Bible says, you know, if, if, you're, if you're always looking at the clouds and looking, watching the weather, you're never going to associate, you're never going to move out because you're always looking at the circumstances. And God says, you know, in spite of the circumstance, believe my word. God says, in spite of the circumstance, don't doubt me, trust me, move forward. Because when you obey God, no matter whatever it costs you, you will move forward in faith. So I trust you. I, I, I ask you today, get in the word of God. Get the word in you. Get a word from God. Don't... That may be your next prayer. You may need to go into a time of prayer and fasting just to ask God to speak to you. God, speak to me. I need a word from you. Would you speak clearly to me? And when God speaks to you, do what he says. It may not make sense. Do what he says. Do what he says. And you will move forward in faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. God, and I pray for each and every single one of us here and those watching and those watching in the future. I'm asking you to speak clearly to each of us that we would have a clear, sure word from you. And I'm praying for each of us, God, that we would believe your word, trust your word, and trust you. That we would not question you. We may have some questions, but we won't question you, God. We will not question you, your character, your goodness, your motive. We will not question you. We will obey. Whatever it costs, we will obey because you are a rewarder, Lord, of those who diligently seek you. Your eyes are running to and fro across this world right now. You can find those. You can show yourself strong on behalf of those whose heart are set on you. God, I pray for each and every one here, God, that you would, this week, God, you would speak to them, give them clarity the faith to, to move forward. In Jesus' name, amen.